Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Uh, LEOs reporting, uh, self-reporting from home when they when they heard about it. Um, IMPD SWAT team members were here uh, just as quick as ours were. Um, it was a very, very fast response. But I'm going to tell you, the real hero of the day is the, the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop this shooter uh, almost as soon as he began. What can you tell us about him? I'm sure if you want to tell us his name, that'd be great. But I can tell you that he's a 22-year-old male from Bartholomew County. And that is all that I, that I can release at this time. We're still waiting on a fair amount of information about this shooting at the Greenwood Park Mall, Greenwood, Indiana, not too far from where I sit right now. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. It's good to be feeling better. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. We are still waiting for more conversation about motive. We're still trying to understand who this was, the idea of who this Good Samaritan was. Somebody in the mall who had a firearm, who was able to respond to the shooter. Now, this is going to dovetail into a story about Uvalde. I'll get to that story in a little bit. Six total victims, the reporting from WIBC.com. Four people, including the shooter, are dead. Now, while there is a lot to talk about, about guns here and firearms and rules and regulations and some really, as I see it, really bad takes, really bad takes, let's not lose sight of the fact the three people lost their lives in what was, without question, unnecessary and horrific. At any time it comes close to you, it will always be a a conversation of, I can't believe this happened in my backyard. This happened, things like that don't happen here. That's always uh, the response, always the reaction. I'm neither shocked nor surprised by this reaction. I think for many of us, it's it's rational to say, my gosh, that's that's where I go. My gosh, that's where my my kids uh, do hang out to the extent that kids still hang out at a mall. Our first question needs to be, why is this happening? The answer to which many uh, politically uh, opposed to me will give is, it's the gun. And obviously the answer to that is no. The answer to that is no because we do know there was somebody in the mall who had a firearm who was just doing some shopping and was able to stop the person who came to murder people. Therefore, we are only left with, if we were doing the algebraic equation... We could cross out the firearm on each side, and what are we left with? Why did someone come to a mall to enter a food court and start shooting? Why? That's the question. Why did someone feel the need to scout out and then go to a supermarket in Buffalo and start shooting? Why did this murderer go to a school in Uvalde, Texas, and start shooting? 
These are harder questions, tougher questions, but the ones that are required of us. There's, we've got a whole conversation today about what's going on with, with uh, abortion and what states are deciding and this reporting that came from the Indianapolis Star and how people are reacting to a 10-year-old being raped and having an abortion. You want to force a 10-year-old to have uh, uh, to have a child? Can a 10-year-old even have a child? What's wrong with you? The overturning of Roe versus Wade makes people uncomfortable because that's always what had to happen. And people are shocked and stunned and surprised by this. Because what they really wanted was their democracy to be easy. They wanted the republic to be simple. They didn't want to have to do any work. They didn't want to have to make messy, ugly, tough decisions and engage in messy, ugly, tough conversations. But that ain't the way it works. We're in it. What's the expression? We're in the great game now. We are going to have to discuss what, if any, restrictions we want on abortion. The state of Indiana is going to have to figure this out. Ohio might be rethinking theirs or not. Now, shamefully, New York and California don't rethink theirs when they're cool with partial birth abortion. But it forced the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which was the absolute proper decision based on constitutionality. Roe v. Wade never should have been decided the way it was. There is no uh, privacy protection in the Constitution, and there is no right to an abortion. There is no right to privacy, that's the way I should say it, in the Constitution, which I will agree with you, super freaky. But read it. Read it. There is no privacy protection. There is a protection in your papers which is unauthorized search and seizure. So you can argue that that offers you a privacy. But in terms of a right laid out, spelled out, like for example, the Second Amendment is the right to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. It's very clear. I mean, how could you mistake that? You literally have to be the governor of New York in order to mistake that. There it doesn't exist for privacy. And I'm with you. Uh, That might be worthy of a conversation. I favor the overturning of Roe v. Wade still to this day. To this day. And some people are like, well, if you're okay with that, well, then then you're saying states' rights for everything, so uh, states uh, should should be allowed to, to do away with interracial marriage. Whoa. Nice stretch. That's not a, a, the conversation at all. However, I believe that we should overturn the Obergefell. What is Obergefell? Same-sex marriage. Am I opposed to same-sex marriage? Of course not. Go live your life. It was winning in the States. That's the way you win. You win by culture. And we've, had, we've been having this conversation for so long, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a broken record on that one. Just repeating myself. You create the, 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 the law. You don't decide that a law exists because of some Supreme Court decision. That's not what it does. You want to create a law allowing abortion? Go. How can, how can I stop you? I might vote differently than you, but you're more than, allowed, uh, more than welcome to try. Wanting the court to do your dirty work 
is not something that I believe is valuable. And Obergefell was the court doing the dirty work. Go sell it. And I think you were. I don't think there's any question that the time the Obergefell decision came down, same-sex marriage was winning in the states. Maybe not every state. Maybe not as fast as some people would like, but absolutely winning. The culture was clearly moving on that subject. Let two men live their lives. Now, me, I, I will tell you the argument that I made. It was, it was first, uh, I don't believe in tax benefits for some and not all. So don't tell me about uh, tax benefits for married couples when two men can't get the same tax benefit. I think that's messed up. I think it's messed up. If they're going to relate to themselves in a, in a certain way, in a responsible way, and being responsible to each other, uh, tax benefit. I get why we engage tax benefits for married couples, because we want to uh, incentivize marriage. Because the truth is, uh, uh, people who do get married and have families, uh, you, it creates a stability and it creates a thriving environment. I mean, just, I, I think history has shown uh, that, that it does. What I've always said is, um, I could be very okay with the idea that marriage is a man and a woman, and two men and two or two women. It's just something else. It's the same way that Christian kids don't get bar mitzvahed. It was always my mathematics. You call it semantics. I call it words having meaning. Say lovey. But it's never about people wanting to spend their lives together. Spend your life together. Go have fun. Do your thing. You want the Supreme Court to rule that same-sex marriage is a right just out of whole cloth? No, that's ugly stuff. You shouldn't do that. Go pass laws. Go do the dirty work. If you believe it's worth it, then hot damn, it's worth it. You wanted to overturn Roe v. Wade. Did you not understand the dirty work on the other side? Holy crap! No way! No way! No way you didn't understand that. That you would have to do the dirty work on the other side of writing those laws about what it is your state wanted. There's no way you didn't know that. And so what the left believes is that they can uh, say of the right, so you're going to force 10-year-olds to give birth? That's a rough one. We saw this story. I mean, very poorly reported. Poorly reported story at the first. Uh, a questionable reporting at best. And if it wasn't for the furor about the reporting, I'm not so sure how many facts come out. I will never apologize for asking a question about the reporting. Of course, you know what that led to. That led to um, attacking a 10-year-old, and then, of course, uh, the, the, the ever-popular, uh, you're protecting a rapist. Can you imagine being so diseased in the mind that you think asking a question about reporting that clearly was questionable, multiple people, multiple organizations were asking questions about it, that means that you're protecting a rapist? It's, it's too disgusting for words. But what's, it's exactly what happens when people are completely ideological and have no willingness to engage. They don't want to do the work. 
They just want whatever story is out there to help them with their ideological cause, and you don't get to ask anything about it. Just asking the question they consider to be the sin. Yeah, that's them. Uh, I have no interest in listening to that crazy. But you're going to have to answer the question of whether you want a 10-year-old to have to carry a baby to term. And is that the way we even think of the question? It's going to require conversation. Those conversations are going to get ugly and messy and dirty. And the political left does not hold some kind of moral uh, advantage here. A political party in the Democratic Party that favors partial birth abortion, and I have had a lot of people try and tell me that's not what's true. Uh, Democrats want uh, uh, safe, rare, and legal, but it's Republicans who, who have gone the other way. The Democratic Party themselves have changed the terminology of safe, rare, and legal. If it was safe, rare, and legal, we wouldn't be having this conversation, something that we addressed on this very show. If you had kept it at safe, rare, and legal and stopped singing your damn abortion and shoving it down the religious right's throat that you loved your abortion and you wish you could kill more babies, you'd still have Roe, even though Roe was an overreach, according to people like the late uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and others. Of course it was an overreach. It was a wrong decision and rightfully overturned. But if you hadn't shoved it down everybody's throat like a bunch of freaking psychopaths, we wouldn't be here right now. But this is the exact place to be. The exact place to be is the recognition that democracy, our nation, is messy. And you're going to have to answer the questions. Do you think a 10-year-old should ha- who is raped should have to deliver a baby? Do you think a woman should be allowed to abort a baby that's halfway out? Both questions. And people are going to engage religious uh, doctrine, and they're going to engage moral doctrine, and they're going to engage their, their political doctrine. In the end, it's up to us what we want to do. And you're going to have to consider what other people are saying. There are people out there who want you to believe that the answer to these shootings taking place across the country is get rid of all the guns. The people who believe that are childlike because you can't get rid of all the guns. You cannot get rid of all the guns. That's never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. When you put up a sign that says gun-free zone, you're telling the law-abiding citizen to disarm. The person who is not following the law doesn't care about the sign. That's an easier target. The supermarket, the school, the mall. You know where these shootings don't take place? Gun stores. They never take place at a gun store. I don't know why it is. Maybe it's because the gun store doesn't have a gun-free zone sign on it. Maybe the gun store is seen as a little too problematic for the guy who wants to go about committing a crime. Maybe the idea of the gun-free zone is a detriment to a society that knows it needs to protect and defend itself. 
And maybe the gun-free zone proves. And this shooting in, Green, in, 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 in Greenwood, the Greenwood Park Mall, just south of Indianapolis, not too far of where I sit right now, is proof of the fact that we have a problem that needs us to address it, regardless of how messy it is. Why are people engaging in mass shootings? The Second Amendment has existed for 200 years. Why now? Why these years, this decade plus? And since there was a Good Samaritan who saved lives, maybe we could do away with the nonsense and the pablum, the ideology that says the gun is the problem, and get to the messy conversation. Because that's how we're going to make it better. I'm Tony Katz. So Biden's gaffe is getting a lot of talk. I am going to play it for you. And you're like, Tony, uh, it, it's, it's Joe Biden. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of gaffes, a tremendous number of gaffes. There are so many gaffes, Tony, that you, I mean, you, you, so if- you, you, you've, got a, you've got a sound effect for it, man. I mean, that's a, Stay normal. I, I don't even know what's playing right now. I was gonna play the, the the sound effect, but I, I I can't because I like I've got a million other things now playing. So I was gonna play it for you, but now the whole thing is ruined. I don't even know where it's coming from. I think that was it. A lot of things open. I will share with you the gaff, the mistake he made in this trip to Israel, in this trip to Saudi Arabia, and something that got said by Jay Carafano. I'm sorry, Jim Carafano on the show. He's with Heritage Foundation. When you go visit another country. When you take a trip like this, you're going with a, 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 a tangible that you want to come out with. Biden didn't. As a matter of fact, not only did he not, the little things that he asked for, he didn't get. I will share that with you. Also, this Minneapolis mom, this shooting that took place, and Black Lives Matter is all infuriated and saying that police killed a co- uh, killed someone for no reason. None of that's true. You got to hear the story. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So there is a man in Minneapolis who was shot and killed by police. That's how you're hearing the story. You're hearing it as a Black Lives Matter story. You're hearing that people are, are protesting. You're hearing, my gosh, Minneapolis again, shooting an unarmed black man. That is not, as the reporting goes, the story. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's always a pleasure, guys. 833-GOT-TONY. Feel free. Call in. 833-468-8669. 
That is that is the number. You are more than welcome. 833-GOT-TONY. Agree, disagree. I, I, I'm all about it. The There's a guy by the name of Andrew. I don't know if... Is, is it Teckle? Techley? Sunberg. Who was shot dead by two snipers. It was a standoff. So a recent search warrant provide de- providing details into the standoff that ended with police shooting and killing a man inside an apartment complex. According to the warrant, it was issued Thursday morning. While attempting to evacuate a- an apartment building, officers started taking fire, and then they started to exit the building. Minneapolis police were, got uh, assistance from SWAT, and then two snipers set up on a roof near at a nearby apartment, right? So they, they hear the shooting. They, they, they uh, head out. They call for backup. SWAT appears. Two guys, boom, rooftop. At some point during the standoff, the two snipers shot the male subject. The subject was uh, transported to a local hospital where he died. So this begins on a Wednesday night. Officers dispatched the apartment complex on reports of shots being fired inside a building. This mom, with two young children, calls 911 and says someone was firing shots through the apartment. The person who did this is this guy, Andrew Techley, T-E-K-L-E. I haven't, I haven't heard the story, so I, I don't know how it's pronounced. Sunberg. We'll call him Andrew Sunberg. He shot through another apartment. This woman's with her kids. She freaks. She calls the police. Other shots were fired. The snipers are set up. What made them determine that he was a threat at the moment? That's a worthy conversation. This guy is shot and killed. And the Ben Crump email, because you know Ben Crump was going to be involved, civil rights attorney. First and foremost, we want the world to know that Andrew, because they they use a different name, this, this middle name, I don't know how to pronounce it, was deeply loved and that his family and friends are beyond shocked and grieving from these horrific events. He was a son, brother, grandson, uncle, nephew, and friend. He was smart, loving, funny, and kind. He had many artistic talents, including photography and painting. Um, why was he shooting at people through his apartment? The reason I bring up this story is not to say that everything the cops did was perfect. I think that's what an investigation is for. When have I ever been opposed to the idea of an investigation? I I often talk about the fact that I don't get worked up by it. I can't start an investigation. I can't stop an investigation. I don't get worked up by investigations. I don't. So let there be one. But this guy shot through an apartment and almost killed this woman and her kids. So people start protesting in front of the apartment complex. Enter the mom who got shot at, who starts screaming. Screaming at these protesters, what the hell are you protesting? 
Quote, this is not a George Floyd situation. George Floyd was unarmed. This is not okay. He tried to kill me in front of my kids. She's got holes in her front door, walls, and just above her bathroom sink. We're here to respect life, demand justice, and we're demanding the release of the body cam footage. This is what BLM activists want. Here's what I've learned in my life. I can't say I've learned it all yet. I've got hopefully a lot of life to go. You know, certainly more than producer Ari. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard about his future. Six and a half more years, guys. And, uh, and, I, and I don't know if it's going to be good or not. I'm sorry, Ari. It's just, it's just what they said. I asked the lady with the one eye and the crystal ball, and this is what she said. Can't, can't blame me for that. What I know is I have met a fair amount of white people in my life, and some of them were total garbage. And I have met a fair amount of white people in my life who are absolutely lovely. There are two sides to the bell curve for all of us. And, you know, there are some people who really like me and there are some people who really hate me, which is weird because I'm the same person. But sometimes you're going to get along with people and sometimes you don't. Trying to explain that to my to my youngest has always been a, a, a thing because there are people who are like, ah, they... I don't, I don't know, Dad. They, they, they say I'm annoying. I don't know. Are you? My, my other friends don't think I'm annoying. Right. Some people are going to think you're annoying, just like you think some other people are annoying. Yeah, but I, 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 I want to be friends with them. But, but they're not into you. And sometimes that's the way it goes. You don't have to be mad at them. Just be like, all right, man. You go do, do, you, you, do you. Respect them enough that if they're not into you, they're saving you a lot of grief. Because you don't have to be into them. You don't have to be rude to them. It's cool. Let them go do their thing. Sometimes people won't like you. And sometimes people won't admit that there is a problem with someone else. Because the ideology is more important to them. If you're going to argue that... If someone is shot by police and they're black, the police are guilty uh, just because. Well, that's not going to work. That is exactly what Ben Crump, I believe, tried to do here. Instead of a recognition of there is a story here that needs to be investigated. And this guy ain't so innocent. Now, that is not an argument about whether or not the police should have done this. That an investigation needs to happen for. But don't tell me about how his artistic soul when he's shooting through doors at women taking care of their kids. That's messed up. That is very, very messed up. So when you see... When you see this story, know that it is nowhere near complete. Know that you don't know. But when it's, oh, it's just another story of cops killing an unarmed black man. First, not unarmed. Weapon was recovered at the scene. And second, there are pieces to this story. So let's 
Let's go about deciphering them. Let's go about learning about them. That's all. I, I don't think that's uh, too much to ask. Then there is some of the best audio I've got for you, which is Senator Joe Manchin uh, reminding people that Build Back Better was social engineering nonsense. What what specifically here's, here's, went first wrong? Of all, the, first of all, the Build Back Better way back when was a complete social realignment. Everything in the world you could throw at it, and I, and I was very clear when the president and I talked, I said, Mr. President, this piece of legislation is going to change our country from when John Kennedy said, ask not what your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. That piece of legislation will change us to how much more can my country do for me? And we are at $30.5 trillion of debt and climbing, and we have to be serious about this, but inflation is wreaking, wreaking havoc on everybody's lives. I don't care what uh, social rung you're on. He is not a conservative. He will never be a conservative. Ever, 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 ever. But when he's right, we should say so. There is very little that I agree with um, uh, Senator Cinema about, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. But when she's right, I say so. If you're looking for the win, the, the cheap political win, and you're not looking at, at, at the story and the situation, well then, you're not going to get anything done. You're not engaged honestly with us. You're not properly having a conversation. Inflation is too high. And this Build Back Better would absolutely crush us. It is social realignment. That's accurate. And I'm happy to hear him say it. Now, the fact that he has once again blown up leftist desires on climate change which is about social realignment. I mean, it it is what it is what it is. That's just some good dumb luck. We have been fortunate, fortunate that we have um, had cinema and mansion. You want to talk about standing in the breach. I guess we view mansion and cinema in the same way the left views uh, Cheney and uh, Kinzinger, except what Manchin and Cinema are doing are important. I guess that's the only real, real difference there. If 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 I could be if I could be so bold, and thank goodness, and thank goodness, uh, Liz Cheney, by the way, as uh, she's running for. Um, Congress again, right, running in, in, in Wyoming. She is trailing her, uh, her primary opponent by 22 points. Harriet Hagman. I don't know if it's Hagman or Hageman. I don't know anything about Harriet at all. I do know that only Republicans could run a woman named Harriet in Wyoming. I mean, what? You you could not have picked a more old-fashioned name. Twenty-two percent. Fifty-two percent said they would promote this uh, Harriet Hagman. Thirty percent expressing support 
for Cheney. Now, the primary in Wyoming is August. It's August, not September. It's August. So uh, we'll see. We, we will see uh, how that goes down. But it won't be because the Republican Party left her. That's, that is not the case. That is not the case. It is that she decided that something that should define the Republican Party doesn't. She decided that this was more important than anything else, and it wasn't. And it wasn't. So January 6th doesn't move the needle, doesn't move the party, doesn't move anyone. Never has. Because we have seen riots break down all over the country and people didn't seem to care. But they only care uh, when, it, when it's uh, their house. Not the people's house, their house. We were attacked. Yeah, small business owners were attacked all over Minneapolis and Indianapolis and Chicago and Seattle and Portland. And, and, and you said, hey, you got you to gotta speak out. You, you encouraged it. You incited it. No? Too soon for that? Yeah. I didn't think so either. Did not think so either. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Over the weekend, while the world wants to be crazy and decided to be crazy and everybody's angry about everything, I gathered with some friends and we raised over $10,000 for a local charity, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. It's called Brownsburg Blessing Boxes, and they, they gather food for people in, in need. Brownsburg is a, is a town to the west of, of Indianapolis, Great people, lovely place. Uh, Terrible signage when you're trying to get around some construction. I mean, a really bad job on signage, Uh, just the worst. Uh, But but the town itself, uh, wonderful, and building some some cool downtown stuff. A couple great uh, cigar lounges uh, uh, out there, specifically uh, Smoker's Choice. And then uh, I work with with a firearm shop called Premier Arms. And we put together a whole event to benefit uh, this group called Brownsburg Blessing Boxes. And people came out and spent the whole afternoon with us. And, you know, my Cigar and Bourbon show, Eat, Drink, Smoke, we did that live. And then uh, Guy Relford, who we've had on the show before, fills in from time to time. He does the Gun Guy show on WIBC. And, and he did his show uh, for two hours. And there was food and there was there was drinks. And, and people, you know, gave their donations and made them eligible to get some, some prize packages. They gave a certain amount. And it, it was fantastic. And in, in, in a world where, where money is tight, inflation is, is hitting everybody, um, people still came out and they still gave. They gave what they could. And over $10,000 is now going to go to this group. Uh, this is a small charity. This is a small group. And over ten grand is going to go to them. And, and you, you realize you, you actually still do have an impact in this world. You still can do good things. 
I, I get that everybody wants to weigh you down and bog you down with the fakakta crazy. You just, you know, you, you just don't have to live with it. You, you don't. You don't have to be a part of it. You can decide how it is you want you, you to be. Extremely important. Very, very important. So if you want to learn more about uh, the, the group Brownsburg Blessing Boxes, you can find them on Facebook. There. And you might have one kind of near where you live. Maybe you want to give there. To the extent that you can. But it's very cool. Good to see people gathered together and having a good time and feeling like they were being productive. It was great. I'm Tony Katz.